the Redbird Report podcast with the TV voice of the cards, Danny Mack, and Cards World Series champion Brad Thompson on 101 ESPN. I'm Dan McLaughlin, Brad Thompson of 101 ESPN, and we'll be doing this throughout the season as we take a look at the Cardinals in a podcast here on 101. And Brad, not much to talk about today. Um, yeah, a guy named Pujols is coming back home. What do you think? Unbelievable. Dan, we talked about this the other day on the broadcast. You and I have been talking about it off air of just how much sense it might end up making. But there's a lot that goes into it. I mean, this is uh, this is one of the best players to ever play the game of baseball. You got some young guys you want to give a chance to. Look, Dan, uh, we'll get into everything about it. But just initial impression as the news was coming down last night, absolutely jacked up and love it. You know, what about I, you? Yeah, I, I'm with you, man. I, I've thought about this for a long time. I mean, it's been talked about ever since he was, you know, let go by the Angels. And then would the Cardinals pick him up? Was there a fit? Then he goes to L.A., makes one more run in St. Louis, hits a home run. You thought, okay, that's fairy tale. But then I, I, I just, last night when it happened, I got excited. The fan in me came out again. And uh, I, I've seen him since his rookie year. Called his first hit, called a lot of home runs, a lot of great moments. I got goosebumps thinking about it right now, what this season may be like. You played with him. He's your teammate. Um, the fan in me, let us that's the first thing that, that comes to mind. The fan in me got excited again, and I, I'm pumped. I think it's going to be great. So uh, the fan in me is excited as well. And look, if you're taking uh, your temperature, the fan temperature via Twitter, well, Twitter seems pretty excited about this too. And I think that the fan base is going to be jacked come April 7th. Uh, I don't know if, if Albert is going to be the DH that day. I, I don't know. Like, right, right. We'll figure, we'll figure all of that out as it happens. Or we'll come off the bench late in the game against the tough lefty. But the, the fan side of you should be excited about this. This is the one one of the best players to ever wear the birds on the bat, and he gets a chance to come back. We already know that this is a farewell season, or at least we believe it to be, for Yadier Molina. It's a farewell season for Adam Wainwright, and then you get to add back a three-time MVP, and again, just, just one of the best ever uh, to wear your uniform. You get to bring him back. So that's the fan side of it, Dan. But baseball-wise, it still makes sense. Yes. This is not just, uh, this is not just, let's sign Albert. Let's sell a few more tickets. Will they sell some more tickets, Dan, by signing Albert? Yeah. Yeah. I would say that there's a good <laughs> chance you might end up doing that. So this is what we call in the business, Dan, a win-win. But he has a, a very unique skill set that you can use. He crushes left-handed pitching. And we talked about this before, but it's worth reiterating now that Albert is in the fold. We know that. The uh, the Cardinals picked up Corey Dickerson, right? Corey Dickerson is a guy that's got, uh, I believe it's an 845 OPS career against righties. So you kind of helped solve a little bit of a problem that you had last year. And you needed that because you were a bad ball club, or at least you weren't in the middle of the pack. I think they were 21st in terms of OPS against right-handed pitching. You needed somebody to help that. But that doesn't mean you can't have a compliment coming off the bench or serving as a DH against lefties, and that would be Albert. 294 last year, Dan, his slash line, 294, 336 with a 603 slug against left-handed pitching. That's a 939 OPS, 13 home runs and 136 at-bats. Dan, if you deploy Albert correctly, which the Dodgers were able to do, I think that you're going to have a lot of success. So baseball-wise, I think it makes sense. And, Dan, I want to know, you know Ollie Marmol very well. 
you know uh, this this roster the way that it's rounding out do you believe that Ollie will be able to put him in a position to succeed absolutely and I I, I think this move was made for for many many reasons and number one I do think that Ollie will be able to use him properly like the Dodgers did I, I think the Dodgers by how they used him gave him uh, another life and an extension of of baseball life in in terms of, of facing the lefties uh, let's let's look at it this way if the three batter minimum would have been taken out of the game I'm not sure we're having this conversation so if you have that lefty coming in in the sixth seventh eighth ninth whatever and you're not able to take him out because of a three batter minimum that's Albert Pujols territory depending on you know if it's a situation to pinch hit the other part I love about this too and I, I talked to some of the Dodgers folks about this they said he was awesome in mentoring young players like he looked at that as an extension of his job to be kind of a pseudo coach I love that part of it too um now now the other part let's think about opening day let's think about when that big moment in a one-run game pops up and he comes out of the dugout and goes to the on-deck circle the energized Albert Pujols the energized team and energized fan base I, I believe this, Brad, and I, I'm, you know, I never played at your level, so I, I don't know if this is true or not, but I think it is. I think when he got to St. Louis and when he was with the Angels and then came back with the Dodgers, one of the reasons why he had success is he fed off the energy of the crowd. There is something to that, and I think, you know, everywhere he goes in St. Louis, he's going to be f- feeding off of the, the fan base. Now, that may be the fan and me coming out, but I do believe that, that he fed off that energy and that gave him success. Well, Dan, I wholeheartedly believe that. I mean, there is something to it. I don't know. Like, I get that the analytics don't back this up. There's not, a, there's not an analytic number for this. I believe in magic. I believe in baseball magic. I believe in presence. I believe in a guy that has done something so well his entire career that you have flashes of it again and again. And I think that can carry him. And again, it's not through 162. They didn't sign Albert Pools to be the everyday first baseman. That job is covered. You've got a pretty darn good one over there in Paul Goldschmidt, which, by the way, Paul Goldschmidt's got a ton of respect for Albert Pools. Nolan Arenado said uh, last year that Albert Pools is his favorite player. (laughs) Yes. So, like, this is a good fit. This is a very good fit. Uh, And and I I think that there's something to it, too, right? You mentioned the fan base and lifting him, okay, lifting Albert, and and here I come, here's a big moment. I think about the flip side of it. So I I remember uh, when I first broke in the league in in 2005, Ken Griffey Jr. was getting towards the tail end of his career. Dan, he wasn't the player that he was in Seattle. We all know that. But when that guy stepped up to bat, there was a different presence because that was the kid, okay? And sometimes the name on the back of the jersey – might end up just getting a hit off of you and not the player itself. Like there's something to it where you try to do more because it's Ken Griffey Jr. Or you try to do more because it's Albert Pujols. And then you doing more ends up with a spinning breaking ball that you were trying to bury. (laughs) And all of a sudden he's putting it in the seats, you know, like there is really something to that. I I, uh, was thinking about, and, you know, God willing, these guys stay healthy, but four, 50 and five, in the second half of the season at Bush Stadium and what those crowds are going to look like. I tweeted it last night, Brad. There's a generation of fans, and that's their guy. 
That's their stand the man. Bob Gibson, Lou Brock, Ozzie Smith. They were a young kid, and they grew up watching El Hombre do his thing. It's a generational-type player. In my opinion, he's the best right-handed hitter I've ever seen. I've been doing this for 25 years up close. He's the best I've ever seen, and that includes Miguel Cabrera and others that you can throw in there. Now, I'm, I'm partial because I saw him night, night in and night out. He's the best I've ever seen. So my point is um, there's going to be fans that wake up today and say, I got to take my son or daughter to go see that, that guy play one more time. I'm going to buy tickets and say to my little three-year-old who has no idea who Albert Pujols is, hey, by the way, you'll be able to tell your kids you saw number five playing in St. Louis. Now, is there a financial impact with this, with the club? Sure. Tickets are going to be sold. There's excitement. I get it. But it also, to your point, made baseball sense. And for a fan base that uh, loves its guys and loves baseball more than anything else in this town, um, it's exciting, man. It's just a very, very exciting day. Yeah, you know, it's funny. So I woke my son up this morning. He come, he comes downstairs, and I, and I wake him up with the news of Albert signing with the Cardinals. So and now he, now he doesn't want – hey, he doesn't want the Edmund jersey anymore. Now he wants the Albert jersey. No, I think he he wants the Tommy Edmund jersey for sure. So I might I might end up having to get get him a couple, but he's only 8 years old. He never saw Albert play as a member of the St. Louis Cardinals, but he knows Albert. I, I do some some work with with his charity with the Pools Family Foundation, so he's been around Albert. He's got to meet him before. And his face lit up and and his response Dan was we're totally going to win the World Series now. <laughs> let's let's go for it. Let's ride it out. So it's uh, there is there. You should have that sort of fan base. And, and so I, I think you bring up such a good point, too. And I think this resonates with a, a lot of fans that are going to be listening to this podcast uh, that they went to the ballpark and they sat down with a family member that was telling them stories. And maybe it was late in somebody's career. Maybe it was the tail end of somebody, but the ton of stories of the glory days. And you, you get to feel their love for that player and for that organization. Well, that's this is your opportunity with Halbert. This is your opportunity with Yadier Molina. It's your opportunity with Adam Wainwright to, to pass that love along for Cardinal baseball. So just from that nostalgic standpoint, it makes sense. But I truly don't believe, just to circle back to this, Dan, I truly don't believe the organization makes this move and brings in Albert if, in fact, it didn't make baseball sense. Exactly. I do want to ask you uh, another question, too, because as this signing came in late, and I, I know, you know, there has been interest from Albert's side for a while to come back to St. Louis. Like, th this established late. Do you believe that during this spring, and, and this is like, it, it might be unfair, but I'm going to ask it anyhow. If if Juan Yepes was tearing it up in spring training, if he just looked like a guy that couldn't get out, do you believe that they make this move? No, I don't. And I'm with you. I, I think part of this move, Brad, and I don't know if you agree with me, but he's got three hits so far in, in spring training. And he, it's been All singles. Yeah. And it's been uneventful. And it's not to say that this young man is not going to be a good player or a good hitter or the future DH or right-handed compliment on the bench at some point. Not saying that at all. And it, it maybe it's too much to put on a guy and evaluating in just spring training. However, uh, I'm with you. I, I think the club looked at it and they said, well, if we get Dickerson and you compliment him with pool holes and you mix and match – and you add it all up, that's a pretty good DH. Uh, I, I'm So I, I'm with you. Do, you. do you agree with that? I mean, if, if Yepes was tearing it up, I think he's we're, – we're probably not having this conversation. 
Yeah, for, for me, it still comes down to, and that's why it really reiterates the baseball sense and not the selling tick. I'm sure you, you'll get the skeptical fans. Like, all they want to do is load the place up. Sure, they want to load the place up with fans, but they're not going to do it at, at uh, the risk of hurting their ball club. Albert Pools does not hurt your ball club. He helps your ball club. And here's where it gets really interesting, Dan. You had a first-year manager in Ollie Marmol, and Ollie has a great relationship with Albert, okay? So, like, that part is already there. But that's a lot. We talk about putting him in a position to succeed. His position to succeed is going to be, as you mentioned, laid off the uh, off the bench against the lefty. His position to uh, succeed is going to be against a left-handed starter. So I'm looking around at the division, right? The Reds, I believe, are all right-handed. They got Justin Wilson in their pen, who's a lefty. The Cubs have Wade Miley and Drew Smiley. Daniel Norris. Uh, I think Justin. Uh, there's Justin Steele. I think it is out of the bullpen. The Brewers have one lefty in the rotation in Lauer, and the Pirates have Quintana. So, like, there's not a ton of lefties there. There will be some matchups. Do, how does Ollie manage it? Because yeah. there's, you're, you're managing fan expectations, too. Everybody's going to want to see Albert Pujols in a game they come to. you got somebody traveling from hours away. Maybe exactly. They live in Arkansas, Tennessee, you know, but they, they want to come in and they want to see the man go out there. Albert Pujols, El Hombre, one last time. How do you think Ollie manages that? Well, that's what I, I asked uh, Ollie in our, our broadcast the other day on Valley Sports about that in managing Yachty. So now you got not only Yachty, but Albert, so, you know, you go into that city for the final time in Cincinnati. You don't think that those fans want to boo Yachty one more time? And, <laughs> of course they do. Of course they do, you know, and, and they have fun with it, but it's part of being a fan. And I always say this, Brad, yes, it is baseball. Yes, it's about winning and championships. But at the end of the day, this truly is entertainment. And we forget it's supposed to be entertainment for fans. That's why you go to the ballpark. That's why you tune in and watch the games. I, I, I'm with you. I, I think it is fascinating that you have a first-year, 35-year-old manager, youngest in baseball, that's managing guys that are older than him. And, oh, by the way, two of the three for sure are going to the Hall of Fame. The other one is on the cusp of it, and they're all going to be Cardinal Hall of Famers. And in the last 20 years, they have been the face of your franchise. It definitely is something to watch, and it's something, though, I think Ollie can handle. And I'm sure... It's a conversation with those players about when they want to get in, where they go, that kind of thing. Now, my, my question to you is this. You, you've been in that clubhouse. You were teammates of these guys. You get the news last night, and uh, you're a member of the Cardinals. And like you said, Nolan Arenado, it's his favorite player, Albert Pujols. And they say, hey, man, they just went out and got Albert Pujols. What's the feeling of the other players? And I say this, you know, a lot of times players are like, yeah, it's cool, whatever. I don't know, man. This one's a little different. This is Albert Pujols coming back to St. Louis. So I'm really curious about what the, the team is like and, and those guys that are going to be his teammates this year and the excitement that they have as well. I would say everybody except for Juan Yepes is pretty excited about this. Chances <laughs> are. Uh, and, and honestly, even Juan Yepes, you know this too, Dan, and, and you know Albert so well. Uh, Albert will put his arm around Juan Yepes just like Paul Goldschmidt has and help him and help him any way that he possibly can because this is a one-year deal that Albert is signing. This doesn't mean that Juan Yepes can't be a big leaguer uh, this season. He can go tear it up in the beginning of the year and then he finds himself right in the middle of things. But to, to your point about like you hear this news about Albert Pujols coming back as a Cardinal – Everybody in that clubhouse, whether you've played with Albert before, you've played against him, or you've just watched it, you have an impression of Albert. And your impression is likely one of the best players to ever walk the face of the earth. And then that guy today in Jupiter, and 
dang it, Dan, I'm so jealous that uh, <laughs> I flew home last night uh, and you are still there. You talk about timing. Uh, but as soon as he walks into that clubhouse, you're going to feel it. You're going to feel the presence. You're going to see the smile. You're going to see how people react to him. And uh, that lifts people. It really does. And it's truly about timing with a lot of things. I didn't know if the timing was right last year for for Albert. I thought that the fit with the Dodgers was a really good one. The way, the way that they were able to use him, the, the expectations that were there. I love seeing him put his arm around all the young players, as you mentioned, and help them out. I think the fit is here now. I think it's a really good fit. And as long as they put in him in positions to succeed, I believe he'll have that success. So the Cardinals open up the season. We'll wrap it up with this. At home, Bush Stadium, April 7th. Is your guess, and maybe you have that in front of you, I'm not sure, but Jose Quintana, a lefty, and you mentioned his name before, I would assume he may be their opening day starter, which if that's the case... Albert Pujols is your designated hitter on opening day, I would think. I, Dude, fingers crossed that Quintana is their opening day starter. He's got a I shot, right? That's, I, yeah, he, he does for sure. Uh, Mitch Keller is another guy that's yep. going to be in that conversation. Maybe JT Brubaker. Like, I think that everything in Pittsburgh, and this will be a, a running theme throughout the year, it's fluid in Pittsburgh. <laughs> and they, don't, they don't know exactly what they're going to roll out. But, but Quintana is the guy that, that's got the most major league experience. I believe he's still got some upside there. If that is the starter on opening day, boy, what a day it's going to be. I mean, it, they're still going to roll him around in the vehicles. He'll still get the crazy ovation. You know, you get all that. But it, but if Albert is in the starting lineup, boy, watch out. They're, they're going to have a chance to be some fireworks on opening day. Hey, buddy, this is fun. Exciting day for uh, Cardinal fans, undoubtedly, that Albert Pujols is back in St. Louis. Yeah, it is, man. It, it's very exciting. Like, like you said, it, it's fun to put the fan hat on and just, just enjoy it, but then also be able to look at it from a baseball standpoint, Dan, and realize that it ends up making sense. So I look forward to the next one as we talk about this. Another piece of the puzzle has been put together here, Dan. has got a little over a week of spring training left. You know that Albert Pujols is a part of the mix. Uh, maybe we'll catch up in a day and then kind of put those other puzzle pieces back together and see who else is going to round out this roster. That's great. That's Brad Thompson. I'm Danny Mack. This is 101 ESPN. You've been listening to the Redbird Report podcast with the TV voice of the cards, Danny Mack, and Cards World Series champion Brad Thompson on 101 ESPN. Hi, this is Chris Howard, host of Plugged In with Chris Howard. It's crazy to think that a few weeks ago we were talking about whether or not Tua Tagovailoa should consider retiring after two concussions and worldwide debates on player safety and NFL culpability. Tua has done nothing but go back to work and currently has the Dolphins riding a three-game win streak and one loss behind the division favorite Buffalo Bills. While everyone was yapping about the end of his career, Tua Tagovailoa said he'll decide when it's time. And clearly, he's not ready to hang up the cleats. Hi, this is Chris Howard from the Plugged In with Chris Howard podcast. BetOnline.net is your number one source for betting football and the start of the new basketball season. Find all the latest player developments, team matchups, news podcasts, and in-depth analysis on every game. BetOnline remains your continued source for all your sports wagering information with live betting up to the minute scores for every sport. The fastest and easiest way to check in on all your favorite games and events, including the MLB playoffs, the start of the NHL season, MMA, boxing, and golf. And if you love sports podcasts, you can find those at BetOnline as well. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more. BetOnline, where the game starts.